Hey fam. Hello, 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 hello. Me and Lee, listen. I just feel it in my spirit that we need to have a talk, okay? The Lord, I had my own plans if I was about to go to sleep. But the spirit of God is just, uh, he ain't letting me do it. So I'm up, okay? I'm up, I'm up. Family, we got to talk, okay? Because the Lord is letting off life. Hallelujah. He is letting off life. And the Lord is telling me to tell you, do not settle there. Hallelujah. He says, do not settle there. Come from under those people. He says, do not settle there. Okay. The the, the Lord, he began to bring this to me when I was laying in my bed. And he said, you know, in the garden, Eve settled. Who, Jesus? Eve settled in the garden because she wanted to obtain something out of the will of God. She wanted to obtain this knowledge outside of the will of God. If she would have just asked, she could have had the knowledge, but she went and tried to pursue it on her own. She settled. And I'm here to tell you, do not settle. Wait on the Lord. Do you hear me? Do not settle. One one of the traps and the snares of the enemy is that he will try to make you feel like you just got to hurry up and do something before you run out of time. He tries to use time against you. But let me tell you about a privilege about being a child of the most high God, of the true and living God, is that time works for you. Hallelujah. We serve the God who is outside of time. Time is nothing to our God. Do you hear me? So don't make a decision just based off of the time frame you feel like you have, but wait on the Lord and trust him and lean not to your own understandings. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. The Lord might tell you to do something that does not make sense in your natural mind, but I'm here to tell you, if you trust him, if you follow him, you will see the supernatural take over in that situation. Do you hear me? If you trust him and you believe him, hallelujah, you will see the supernatural take over in that relationship. Do you hear your sis today? Hallelujah. The Lord just kept on saying, I'm giving off a life. Who Jesus? I'm giving off a life. So I want to take you to Mark 9 because this is the this is what came to me in the spirit. And let's go to verse 14. When they returned the other disciples to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. Hold on. Hold up, hold up. Okay. Okay, Jesus. Okay. Listen. They were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all the arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked the disciples to cast out the evil spirit and they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must 
I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but the evil spirit saw Jesus. It threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of the child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up and the Lord when he brought that scripture to me he says just as I had reached out my hand and I gave him life hallelujah everybody around him thought he was dead but when I put my hand on him I let off life says the Lord when I put my hand in that situation I let off life hallelujah did you not hear me when I said that I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly Hallelujah. Did you not hear me when I said it? I let off life, says the Lord. Who's Jesus? Hallelujah. Do you not understand what the Lord is speaking to you today? He says he lets off life. Will you believe him? What do you mean if he can? Anything is possible if a person just believes it. Who Jesus? Jesus lets off life. I'm here to just tell you today that Jesus lets off life if you shall perceive it. Who? It is is yours. It is your birthright. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if the crowd thinks, if the crowd thinks that you are dead, it doesn't matter because all it takes is for Jesus to reach out his hand for him to let off life into your mortal body. Do you hear what I am speaking to you today? That situation can look good and dead, but I'm here to tell you all it takes is for the Lord to reach out his hand. He lets off life. Hallelujah. Will you receive it? Who will you receive it? Who Jesus? Uh, And another thing that I heard the Lord speaking to me is he says, I want to take you away from the crowd. Who is some things I want to do in your life. And I need to take you out of the crowd. I need to separate you. I want you to see me in a different light. I want you to see who I am. I want you to see that I am the first and the last who I want you to see it. Hallelujah. I know you heard that I am good, but I want to show you that I am good. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord is speaking today who Jesus so that if you go up to verse who God he is so mighty verse 2 it says six days later Jesus took Peter John 
James and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. Who Jesus. Hallelujah. And some of you have been seeing a mountain in your life. Hallelujah. And this mountain just been sitting there. Hallelujah. And you've been, you've been standing on your faith. You know that with faith you can move mountains. Hallelujah. But the Lord has sent me to tell you that he has placed that mountain there because he wants to show you his glory at the top. He wants to show you something at the top of that mountain. Who will you follow him? Will you let his spirit lead you up to the top of the mountain? Hallelujah. All along you've been thinking that it's been a blockage, but the Lord is saying, I want to lead you up to the mountain. Who Jesus? He is doing it today. As the men watch, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than every, any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Who, Lord? The Lord, he wants to do this thing with you. The Lord wants to show you signs, miracles, and wonders, but it's at the top of the mountain. Who, Jesus? You've been trying to move this mountain. You've been professing the word of God over this mountain, but the Lord is saying, I want to lead you to the top. It's something I want to show you at the top. I want to change my appearance to you at the top. You've heard that I'm the Alpha and Omega. You have heard that I'm Yahweh. You have heard that I'm El Shaddai, but when you get to the top of the mountain, I want to show you who I am. Who I want to show you that I'm Yahweh. I want to show you that I'm El Shaddai. I want to show you that I'm Jehovah Nisi. Hallelujah. That's what I want to show you at the top. Shall you not perceive it? Who Jesus? Hallelujah. Then it says, Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly... When they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone and they saw only Jesus with them. Hallelujah. Family at the top of this mountain, because I I know you have been been faced with a mountain. You have been in a situation that seems like it's not moving. It's just stuck. It's just it's just stuck there. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you right now, you are getting ready to see the true and living God at the top of that mountain. Hallelujah. At the top. Will you follow his spirit to the top? Will you allow his spirit to lead you to the top? Who? Jesus. As they went back down the mountain, he told them, do not tell anyone what they had seen until the son of man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he what he meant by raising from the dead. They asked him, why do the teachers of religious laws insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the son of man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they chose to abuse him just as the scriptures predicted. Who Jesus family. The Lord, I know, 
I know you've been in this situation. It seems like for a while now. Hallelujah. You feel like you've been stuck for a while now. Hallelujah. But it was the Lord. It was just that he was waiting on his set time. The Lord has a time. It's a time for everything under the sun. Hallelujah. And when it's your set time, it's your set time. Who Jesus, the Lord, he will always send one of his people. He will always send one of his prophets to tell a person something before he decides to go and do it. That's scripture. I'm going to give you the scripture in a second, but the Lord will always send forth the word before he does the thing he's doing. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. Do you hear what I am speaking? Matter of fact, I'm going to get you that verse real quick. Hallelujah, family. I am lit tonight. Hallelujah. Because I was like, Lord, what are we even talking about? He said, listen, trust me. And I said, all right, God, I trust you. And he done, he done came in here and showed up and showed out. Ooh, he just, he is a mighty God. Ooh, mm, he is a mighty God. He is so mighty, y'all. Oh. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. It's Amos 3 and 7. Um, it says, Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he re- revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. So hold on, I'm going to read you at the NLT because I know sometimes the KJV be having you like, what? And it says, Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals it, reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. Ooh, that's the scripture. That's Amos 3 verse 7 if you want to go back. Matter of fact, that's not if you want to go back. You should be going back and testing the spirit by the spirit. So you, it's not no if you going back. It's when you going back. It's Amos 3 verse 7. Who Jesus. Listen, let me tell you something. Because another thing. Hold on. We're going to get to that in a second. But hold on. It was something in this verse that I wanted to pull out for y'all. Okay. And it says, um, and it says, then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. Who? So you see in, in, in this, um, in this verse, right? The demon was very violent towards the boy. He often would try to throw him into the fire and into the water. Ain't that what the scriptures say? Hold on. Let me make sure I got it correct. But I'm pretty sure I know what the scriptures say. It's verse 18. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and become rigid. Wait, hold on. Let me go back up to the top a little bit more. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Verse, um, I'm sorry, verse 21. Since he was a little boy, the, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Okay, listen, listen. I want to take you now to Matthew 11, right? Matthew 11, and let's go to verse... Hold on. Let's go to verse 12. And it says, And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. Okay, so I want to read you the KJV version, right? <clears throat> For um, It says, 
And for the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Who, let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something. These enemies, these imps, these demons, these lies, they try to come at you very violently. But let me, let, let's just tell you something, right? The violent take it by force. Okay. There's nothing that is like, um, rainbows and daisies about going to war for the kingdom of God. Do you hear me? The violent take it by force. The violent takes it by force. It's your birthright to hold your peace. Do you hear me? And you take your peace by force. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's your birthright to have peace and you take it violently by force. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, I'm not telling you to go rough up somebody that's trying to steal your peace, but I'm telling you to go into the spiritual realm let me tell you something right i was in the store one day and this person i guess i was walking too slow for his likings okay and he was just like can we keep moving and you know your sis had to turn back and look at him well i didn't even look at him because he wasn't even i'm not even about to throw i ain't look at him i was still looking down at my phone because i was doing something and i was like you know what you could just go you could just go around me okay because nobody's stealing my peace if i ain't going fast enough for you you could just go around okay and i had to realize it was one of them imps behind him because we wrestled not against flesh and blood it was one of them imps and he was just a vessel for an imp to use them do you hear what i'm saying and when you know that my my problem's not with him my problem is with the spirit behind him so now i'm gonna wage war with the spirit behind you hallelujah and after i wage war i'm gonna hold my peace do you hear what i'm saying i feel that it's somebody on here and you've been allowing that enemy to steal your peace and i'm here to tell you hold your peace if you gotta wage war you gonna wage war for your peace do you hear what i'm saying for God has not given us a spirit of of fear. Do you hear what I'm saying? For God has not given you a spirit of fear. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what your sis is saying today? You take it by force. The violent take it by force. Do you do you hear me? I need you to get this. The violent take it by force. It's nothing. Listen. It's nothing. Um. For so long, people have been thinking, you know, that we're just supposed to lay down and take the beatings. And I, I'm going I'm to try to word this the best that I can by the leading of the spirit, of course. But a lot of you, it's, it's like we're supposed to just lay down and take the beating from the enemy. And that's farther from the truth. That's farther from the truth. We have power and dominion. Today I was talking to my kids, right? Because I got an eight-year-old and I got a five-year-old. And I was telling them, do you know that you have power over all of Satan's devices? And my daughter was like, mom, I'm only a kid. I said, I don't care. The Bible says that you have power over all of Satan's devices. You have the authority over all his devices. Do you not perceive it? Listen, I be giving my kids a word. I speak life into them. Do you hear what I'm saying? Just the way I speak life into y'all, I speak life into them. Because listen here, if you don't know the truth, you're going 
going to fall for a lie. Do you hear me? And I see it so much where God's people perish for a lack of knowledge. You got to be hungry for knowledge. You got to be hungry for it. And you got to ask God for the knowledge. Because if we go back into the garden, when Eve tried to get it herself, we were all cursed. All humanity was cursed because Eve tried to obtain knowledge by herself. And what Jesus did on the cross was to reverse the curse. He reversed it. Now you can come to him and ask him for the knowledge. You got to be hungry for it. You got to be hungry for it. Hallelujah. Because another thing, another thing, because listen, my God's been speaking. It's an open heaven. Hallelujah. If you do not want the truth, you're going to get a strong delusion. You got to want the truth. And you got to seek the truth. And you got to live the truth. Listen, I was talking to my sisters, right? And, and, and the, when you're in the world, you can't tell me that you don't know that you living a lie. You know it. You be knowing that that man playing you. You be knowing that that girl ain't your friend. But you, you just, you be like a sheep. You be just like a sheep going astray because you don't want to listen to the conviction of the Lord. You don't, you don't, sometimes it's not even you have enough knowledge to see what it is. And it be right in front of your face. Ask God. He will not rebuke you for asking him to give you knowledge he will not rebuke you his will is not for any of his little ones to perish god don't want none of his little ones to perish do you get that so you get that i see people pleading the blood of jesus but then talking about they're going to talk to a psychic talking about they want to go talk to a medium do you know that is detestable to the lord People talking about, I'm going to go get a tired reading, but I, but I plead the blood of Jesus. Do you know that is detestable? Do you know that is detestable to the Lord? Listen, sometimes just this might rub you the wrong way, but I'm just trying to get you free. Hallelujah. One day you're going to sit back and you're going to think about what your sister said to you. And you're going to be like, you know what? She just wanted me free. She just had to come and take it by force. Who? She just had to come take it by force. Hallelujah. Because family, listen here. Listen here. I was under the strong delusion, the strong illusion. You feel me? I was under that at a time i thought that the ways of the world was good i thought wicked was good do you hear what i'm saying and it took for the lord to come and get me and to clean me up and to give me a new robe and to give me a ring hallelujah to show me that all along i was with the pigs all along i was with the pigs who jesus hallelujah it took for the lord to do that for me it took for me to get to the bottom of the pit and be ready to eat with the pigs to realize hold up wait a minute i got it good at my father's house i got it very good even the higher hand got enough food i had to get there i had to be sitting in that pig pen to realize it you know you know so i'm i'm saying this to you because when are you gonna get tired of eating with the pigs when you gonna get tired of looking at the pigs food like it's good when uh, when when your father has plenty to eat in the kingdom he has plenty for you the lord will change your robe do you know that there's 
not nothing. You don't need to burn no sage. You don't need to talk to no psychic. You don't need to talk to no medium because you see that that foul spirit that was possessed that boy, he knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was. Jesus don't need nobody else to enforce the power that he withhold. Nobody else. He don't need no sage to co-sign. He don't need no psychic, no medium. He don't need nothing. What you trying to talk to the dead for if in Jesus you have eternal life? Hallelujah. What you trying to talk to the dead for? You feel me? What they going to tell you? Why are you trying to conjure up an ancestor for? Hallelujah. Because listen here, let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you something. You can try to conjure up an ancestor all you want. What is that ancestor doing for you? Don't that ancestor have to answer to God? You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Okay, because if you think about this, right? An ancestor can conjure up another ancestor and another ancestor and another ancestor. But at one point, it just going to lead us back to Adam, right? It's just going to lead us back to the very first person. And didn't he have to answer to God? So what you trying to talk to an ancestor for? I just, I, I be trying, I get it because it's the strong delusion, but nah, your sis ain't about to sit there and rock and act like it's okay because it's not. It's detestable to God. If you want knowledge, you ask God for your knowledge. If you want wisdom, you ask God for the wisdom. If you want understanding, you ask God for understanding in the name of Jesus and he shall give it to you. Do not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Do not be ignorant of it. Do you understand that when you go to these people that's lying to you, you are opening the door to the enemy? Do you know that you give him legal access to kill, steal, and destroy over your life? Jesus is the only way to the Father. He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Do you hear me? He is the truth. So if Jesus is the truth, what's somebody else? A lie. Because Jesus is the truth. And that takes me back to, let's go to um, Isaiah. I believe it's Isaiah 53, right? Because I want to just tell you something really, really quick. Really quick, because your sis, I ain't going to hold you up for long, but I'm coming to do my father's business because I be seeing my brothers and sisters perishing out in these streets. And, and, and it it does something to me because I know that God's souls is precious to him. I know his souls mean a lot to him. So it hurts me to see my brothers and sisters perishing for a lack of knowledge, just for a simple lack of knowledge. Yes, I could sit here and we could play patty cake all day. And we can read scriptures that make us feel good. Yeah, I can read to you that um, though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. Yes, I can read to you no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yes, I can read for you for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I can read those scriptures to you, but. Also, I'm going to read the ones that's going to set you free. Do you know that? I want you to understand what happened at the cross. Hallelujah. I want you to understand the meaning of the new wine. Do you get that? Do you get that? I'm not sitting here about to sugarcoat the Bible to make you feel good. Because ain't nothing about feeling good when you're getting chains knocked off of you. Okay? Okay? That's what the Lord has sent me to do. He, been, he, been, he sent me here to do his business. To be a chain breaker. Do 
Do you hear me? Do you hear me? And I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I see people. They always want. They always want to um to do the scriptures that make them feel good. You know, they always want to. But what about to take up your cross? What, what about the fruits of the spirit? What about putting on the full armor of God? What about denying yourself? What about those things? What about putting... Put away all the sinful things that's lurking within you. What about that? What what, what about that? You know? But let's go to Isaiah 53. And let's go down to, hold on. Okay, let's go to verse 3. And it says, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Okay? Nothing to attract us to him. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus is humble and gentle at heart. Jesus is the author of life. Do you hear me? He is the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. The first and the last. The beginning and the end. He is the only way. Do you hear me? And yet. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. You know why? Because God doesn't care about the outward. He cares about the inward. He cares about a man's heart. Okay? And a lot of times... People get stuck in these situationships and these in these in these different things because you want to go off a way a person looks. Hallelujah. You want to go off a way of a per- how a person might act. But you never went back to the father and asked them to reveal that person's heart to you. You've never went back and asked the Lord to do that, have you? You think because he he is um majestic and he is beautiful in his appearance that he's good. But let me tell you something, right? The enemy always is going to do the bootleg, the opposite of what God did. So the enemy going to come to you tall, dark, and handsome. That's what he going to do. If tall, dark, and handsome ain't your type, then whatever your type is, he going to come in like that. Because first of all, I need you to know something. You don't even know yourself. You don't even really know what you like until God tells you what you like. Okay? Don't fall in that trap by going off of how a person looks. You know, when Samuel went to go anoint David as king, hallelujah, he was looking at David's brothers at first. And the Lord is like, no, I rejected them. I rejected them. It was David. And David still looked good in the appearance, but it wasn't what Samuel thought he was. He wasn't who Samuel thought he was. Samuel had a had a had a thought in his mind of who he thought it should be. And it's the same with God's people. You will have who you think that you should be with in your mind. But you never ask God to reveal who's the one he anointed for you. The one he has anointed to be your king. You've never asked that. Hallelujah. And it says, if you have asked, I, this, this, this part ain't for you, I guess. You know, listen, that's another thing. When you are listening to a word, if it's my word, if it's somebody else's word, whoever, you got to take it back to the Lord and say, Lord, is this for me? 
Because that's another way the enemy will try to get you. Having you listening to words that ain't even for you. Now you all confused and stuck because you don't know what God about to do. You got to ask the Lord. You got to really seek after him diligently. Hallelujah. You got to press the mark. You got to climb to the top of the mountain. God's glory is sitting there, but will you go to the top? Hallelujah, Lord. If there's anything else you want me to talk about, let it be so. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is saying, seek after him wholeheartedly and you will find him. Seek after him wholeheartedly and you will find him. Anyone who acts receives and anyone who seeks And anyone who knocks, the door will be open unto you. You got to pursue the Lord. The Lord will pursue you. But, you know, if you ain't giving him no play, if you ignoring him, he's just going to sit there and wait because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. So he's going to wait. He's going to wait. But the whole time, the Lord will be giving you signs of who he is. The whole time. Family, I be looking back. Like, in my wicked days sometimes. Like, not saying I dwell on my old wickedness. But, like, I be looking. Like, sometimes you know how you have a flashback and then you know how it be. Or if you don't know how it be, God be the glory. But I'm pretty sure you know how it be. But... I I remember like just thinking back like, yo, you had your hand in it and I was filthy. I was your enemy and you still had your hand in my life. You still shielded and protected me. You still didn't let it harm me. You still watched over me. He's faithful. But I can tell you all day, but will you experience it? Will you experience it? Will you let the Lord take you out of the crowd? Will you let him take you out of the crowd and let you go to the top of the mountain with him to change his appearance to you? Will you do it? Will you follow him to the top? Or will you be scared because you think you might slip on a rock? Or will you believe that his angels will hold you up so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone? Which one will you believe? I'm going to the top of the mountain, okay? I need to see the appearance of the Lord change. I need to see the transfiguration. I wanted him to take me to the intimate spot. I want him to have intimacy with me. That's what I want. That's what I want from the Lord. But do you want intimacy? I can sit here and I can overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of my testimony. Family, I can tell you everything I did from A to Z. I can tell you everything I've done. But until you experience the goodness of the Father for yourself, you're still not going to know what it's like to be removed from the crowd. You're still not going to understand how the Lord changed his appearance in my life. How once I was his enemy, but now I am his and he is mine. 
You won't experience that if you're just always sitting back too afraid to go to the top. You get what I'm saying, family? The Lord wants to set you free from the bondage. He wants to set you free from the chains. He wants to set you free from those. He doesn't want you to stay in sin. He doesn't want you fussing and cussing. He doesn't want you to be for the streets. Only time the Lord wants you to be for the streets is when you're doing street ministry. He wants you to be out there in them streets. That's the only time. Family, the blood has power in it. The blood defeated hell. And all the powers in it. It defeated hell. So don't just say I plead it. But you don't know what it means. I know I say it to you a lot. But it's because you need to experience. The power of the blood. How it cleans you. How you became a new creature. So when. When. People try to bring up who you used to be. You be like, yeah, that's that's exactly who I used to be. Yes, I very much was for the streets. I very much was. But let me tell you about this blood of Jesus. Let me tell you about how he cleaned me up. Let me tell you about how I don't do those things no more. Family, I, I remember at a point I was like, I think I'm always going um. I'm always going uh smoke. I was like, I always think I don't get lit. Like I, don't, I think I'm be one of them old people that that be smoking. But let me tell you about my God though. All I needed was one sip of Jesus. I just needed one sip, and He quenched my thirst. You know how you wake up in the middle of the night. And you be thirsty and you might down that water or something, that water bottle you got sitting at the end of the next to your bed. Or you might have to go down in the refrigerator and stand in the refrigerator and drink your juice real quick. And then you just feel like, oh, I'm telling you, all you need is one sip. You don't even got to go. Just a, that's it. That's all you need is just a, that's it. That's it. That's all you need of Jesus. And you will thirst no more. You will not try to fill that empty void with nothing else. Because once you get that sip of the goodness of God. Who Jesus. Once you get cleansed in that blood. Once you just eat a piece of that bread. And you ain't hungry no more. It do something to you. It's just, I can't go back to that. Because that's not going to do what I know this Holy Ghost fire can do. That can't, that can't quench my thirst no more. I'm still thirsty. After, you know, after you're supposed to get cotton mouth. You don't get cotton mouth with Jesus. You don't do that. You know how the next morning after you got drunk, you got that hangover. And you don't know if it's, if it's going to come out the, the the top or the bottom. You don't know where this explosion about to come from, but it's about to come from somewhere. You don't got that with Jesus. You wake up in the morning feeling very much refreshed. 
You be doing one of them exaggerated yawns and that stretch where your legs start shaking. That's that's what the Holy Ghost gets. That's when you getting drunk in the spirit. When you getting lit in the spirit, that's what that do. You don't have to worry about being hungover the next morning. You don't have to worry about waking bacon because you feel like you can't function until you get that first hit. You don't gotta worry about those things when you when you got the the fire of God. You don't gotta worry about that. Mm-mm, family, I will testify to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will testify. I know at a certain point of how my day is going, I need to hit a Jesus. I just need him to, I need him to uh, beam me up. Okay. I need him to, I need him to, to do a good work in me. I know I need a hit of Jesus. I know I need a shot of Jesus. Okay. Anything else that you try to do to fill that void is a ripoff because guess what? That pain is still there. That stress is still there. That heartbreak is still there. That unforgiveness, that root cause is still there to why you feeling the way you feeling and all you doing is suppressing those demons but you but Jesus can uproot those demons Jesus can reverse the curse on those demons do you know that do you know that and family I'm only here to tell you what I know I'm not gonna lie to you what does it serve me to lie to you what what would it do? I'm telling you the truth. You get one taste of Jesus. One taste of Jesus. Ooh, just one taste of Jesus and get a bang out of life. I'm telling you, who is something about him? Okay? It's just something about him, okay? I remember this time last year, family, I was going through it in my mind. It was a battle in my mind. This time last year, who Jesus? And if it wasn't for that I couldn't be sitting where I'm sitting at right now he never let me go hallelujah when I went through the fire I didn't get burnt up (laughs) when them giants was trying to defeat me hallelujah my little pebbles of faith my mustard seed of faith defeated Goliath do you know it walk through the fire it's nec- y'all know I'm about to say it's necessary to walk through the fire. That's how you see who God is. Climb to the top of the mountain. Allow his spirit to take you up into the mountain. Hallelujah. It says that the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. As soon as Jesus left the wilderness, his ministry took off. Because the wilderness was necessary. <laughs> do you know it you know I always pull out Moses but I got to Moses was climbing to the top of the mountain because he knew the glory of God was up there go up there climb the mountain it's worth it it's worth climbing the mountain what you think is scrapes, what you think is with your body being sore, what you think is being tired when your legs are shaking while you climbing this mountain. The Lord will show you that none of that has harmed you once you get to the top. Once you get to the top of that mountain, you will see nothing has harmed you. Nothing will harm you. 
The weapons will form, but they shall not prosper. Go to the top of the mountain and meet the Lord up there. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, lead me up this mountain so I can see your glory. Lead me up this mountain so I can see your appearance, Lord. Appear to me. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first, I want to thank you for who you are, Father. I want to thank you for who you are because you are the worthy one. You are the true and living God, Lord. You are the God that the grave can hold, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you for the power in your blood, Lord. I thank you that you are the living water to where we have to thirst no more. Who, Jesus? I thank you for what you did on the cross for us, Lord. Hallelujah. And you are worthy, Lord. You are the worthy one. Father, I'm asking you, each person under the sound of my voice, Lord, lead them to where you want to take them, Lord. Lead them up the mountain, Father. Remove those people out their life, Lord. Change their surroundings, Father, in the name of Jesus for your glory, Lord. Not for their glory, Lord. Not for us they get the glory, Lord, but for you, Lord. The glory belongs to you, Father. Have your way in our lives, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lead us on the right path, Lord. Guide us with your word, Lord. The the scriptures say, Lord, that your word is the lamp. That guides our feet, Father. I might have messed up on the scripture, Lord, but you know what I'm saying, Jesus. You know what I'm saying. Your words is the lamp until our feet and we will follow you, Lord. And I I just want to thank you, Lord. I pray that each one of us gets a new heart, Lord. Just keep softening our hearts to what you want it to be, Father. So we can see the signs, miracles, and wonders that you have promised us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I'm praying for breakthroughs and releases for your children, Father. I'm praying that that these enemies in their life shall go down in defeat, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, I honor you, and I praise you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. (laughs) Family, listen, I love the Lord so much, okay? I do, I do. Like, I really love him. Now I gotta look up that scripture because I think I tore it that. But the Lord know my heart. Yeah, it's um it's if y'all wanna read that, it's Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light from my path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. Follow God's words. Don't just go to the scriptures that's gonna make you feel good. Go to the scriptures that's gonna crucify your flesh. Okay, pick up your cross and carry it. Nail all your passions and desires to the cross and follow Jesus. Okay. I think my kids is waking up. I'm, I'll be loud. I'll be late. I'll be loud. So <laughs> I love y'all family so much. I pray this word has blessed you. I pray that you receive the peace of the Lord that surpasses all understandings. And I pray that you get your supernatural breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. Just keep pressing the mark. You're right there, says the Lord. You're right there. 
don't give up. Don't give up. You are right at your breakthrough. Who believe them? In the name of Jesus. I love y'all so, 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 so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.